on a cliff. I am here to recount the tales of the greatest adventurers in the realm. Follow us on grand adventures through high magic and grand swordplay. In a world ravaged by monsters, ruled by tyrants, and fought over by villains, who would dare to stand up to them? Lend me your ear, and I shall tell you. Hey everybody, welcome to a special bonus edition of Chronicles of the Lost Realm. We're calling this one the uh, Fireside Chat episode, if you will. Um, tonight joining me is uh, Chris as Faerun. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I've got our resident bard, Billy, played by uh, Keith. How you doing? And finally, we have Ukma, played by our newest member, Scott. Hey, everybody. Um, so if you remember anything from the uh, season finale with um, episode 10, season 1, uh, the Stumble Crew had defeated a demon and had kind of found out a little bit more about Gress and had the uh, Billy had the, the book, which was the history of, of Gress in general, um, just kind of a generalized book that he could resource to find information as he needed it um but the biggest uh, plot twist if you will is that Faerun found an an old friend slash frenemy and sibling his twin sister quinthel um, you had to so, bring family into this oh yeah and i wasn't so, even drunk family. and i wasn't even drunk for it <laughs> So we're going to pick right up where we left off with um, uh, family reunion. Family reunion here. The uh, the other drow across the, the bridge lowers her hood, and Faerun instantly realizes that face through the darkness that it is his, is his twin sister, Quinthel, who kind of squints her eyes to look at Faerun. Is, is that you? Brother? Faerun? What what are you doing here, and why do you have a whole bunch of other assassins pointing arrows at us? I say as I make a tighter grip on my hilts. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You have a sister? No. My mother was a virgin and my father was a carpenter. Yes, I got a sister. Didn't she just say brother? How did you make that reference? I read. <laughs> I read. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, please forgive me. I'm sorry. She kind of does a little wave with her hand and all the other assassins around the room lower their bows and everything. And she really? kind of comes across the, the bridge towards Farron and she says, my apologies. I've actually been here a couple of months. I, I was able to discover something very interesting about this realm. Uh, something that actually, uh, I, w I was very close to discovering how to reach our father. You found out where dad is? I did. Where? What? What's going on? Tell, tell me what's happening. And as Ferran's saying, as he looks down at her waist... 
to see if she still bears the uh, red sash of the uh, Sh- Dawn Shadow, knowing that she's hanging out with these uh, these assassins. She is still wearing it, um, but it, it has no real meaning within the uh, house, uh, the Drakmore house. Um, but she she says to you, when Nim defeated Loth. Somebody had to fill the vacuum of power that was left by her absence. And being that he was the hero of the drow, he took up the mantle as the god of the drow. When he did that and and led the other drow back into the uh, Underdark, that's when things kind of went awry. He wasn't able to maintain his life force on the material plane, and he had to return to the demon web pits, the 66th level of hell. That is where he is being held captive. The power that is loss has manifested in a physical form and is actually holding him hostage, driving him mad, causing him to do terrible things to the drow that live under the earth's, or under the uh, realm's crust. Well, that makes sense with the reports that I heard before I wound up in this this lost realm of power shifts within the Underdark as far as, like, the, the matriarchy in, in the great houses. Exactly. I thought there were only nine levels of hell. Well, uh, that that's retconning that it's the 66th level of the abyss. Hmm. Oh, you already said it is canon. <laughs> <laughs> plus, um, plus it, it, it makes Billy's outburst funnier. You're right. 66 <laughs> level of hell. Billy, I thought there were only nine levels. <laughs> oh, yeah, Quintel, that reminds me. This is uh, Billy, the bard, and Ukma, the I don't really know what he is, but he, he likes to stab people from behind. Um. I have no attachment to the bard whatsoever, so if you guys still feel like shooting something... Hey! <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I assure you that uh, th- there will I will not need to kill anyone. Yet. <clears throat> so... At least somebody respects me. This... <laughs> this room way, that we, we are have standing another in member? is actually... Uh, oh, Hillman, yeah, he's just kind of standing there dumbfounded at everything and, and staring at your sister, kind of drooling as Hillman does. Uh, he unfortunately wasn't able to be here, so hey, hey, he's, hey, he's hey, just hey. kind of, he's kind of NPCing it. Hey, 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 if you don't ter- avert your eyes, I swear to God, I will pull out one of the four remaining darts. Hillman, Hillman, I swear to everything holy, I will pull out the book. (laughs) Which, Billy is the only one right now that understands that reference. (laughs) So, Quentel says, um, this room is very important. More important than you may think. Wait, before before we get to this room, I've got to know. There's something I've got to know before before we even talk about the importance of this room. How did you get here from Faerun, and what are you doing with this house? 
this house was actually a, a happy coincidence. Um, they're based out of an inn uh, in the city of Varesh. They, they have a nice, well, had a nice little headquarters underneath the inn. Um, everything was going great, and I, I was just a humble member of their group at the time. But the Demon Queen... I don't know if you've had any dealings with her as of yet, but she hired us to retrieve a stone. Um, it apparently had some kind of extremely powerful significance to her, and she was willing to pay us quite handsomely. But unfortunately, the person that we were tracking that was holding the stone eluded us, and we were only just able to catch up to him after... Uh, he ran through a place called the Sleepy Oak Tavern. Um, yeah, it's I think a, we've been through that place once or twice. <laughs> we finally tracked him down in the woods behind it, but unfortunately the stone was already gone. Well, yeah. Oops. Yeah, I think, I think I'm familiar with that. I, I seem to recall... A lot of to do at that at that uh, place. In fact, that was the night I met this idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but the queen, after that incident, was so extremely upset with our failure that she sent her guards to completely annihilate the house. Uh, myself and the ten people standing in this room are all that remain, and now I've devoted all of my time and efforts to retrieving those stones from the queen, the two that she has, so that I can go save our father. Ah. Well, you do know there's ah! four stones. Bill, 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 Billy pulls Faerun aside and kind of whispers to him, should we tell her? I don't know yet. So the importance of this room... While it was initially used as a portal only to the abyss and uh, to bring demons into this realm, I've discovered something. It's much larger than you may think. This realm itself is the nexus point of all other realms in the entire multiverse. All realms are connected to this one. And this room is the epicenter of all of it. If we were able to retrieve all four stones, we could travel to any plane of existence, any realm. Come again? <laughs> I know, it's it sounds crazy. It's, it, and, I, and I know that it, it may come across that way, but I, I swear it to be true. Any realm. Any realm. Any realm. It's... it's Far as I have ascertained, any realm in existence, yes. We got to get those stones. Why? What realm are you looking to get to? Uh, I thought you were from here. Kinda. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Uh, Ukma. Feel like stabbing yes. something? <clears throat> Sorry, what was that? Feel like stabbing something? Hey, we don't need to Ukma. resort to violence. Want to know more where the queen is? Sister, know where queen is. 
Yes, the the queen. Uh, she's in her palace in Varesh. The queen of Varesh. Ghost of Varesh. Smash. We go. Excellent, father. I'm in the mood for a little trip. And Ukma starts walking. I guess that's it for Ukma's smash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, Quintel uh, kind of watches them walk, and she's like, uh, "Honestly, it would probably be a good idea to head back to the Drakmore uh, headquarters in Varesh as well." Um, we can rest there safely, restock, resupply, and come up with a battle plan. We have a Hulk? Nah. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, damn it, breaking Ukma character on me. Yes, Ukma has a Hulk. <laughs> that for some reason is his daughter. Billy, <laughs> pick up Long Hillman. Story. Let's go. <laughs> Billy begrudgingly picks up Hillman. <laughs> straps Hillman to his back like C-3PO and Chewbacca and Empire Strikes Back <laughs> right <laughs> Billy Billy is quietly wishing that we could retcon, have it, retcon having uh, Hillman killed by the book <laughs> <laughs> so outside there's actually a uh, pretty nice little set of wagons that your sister had rode here on including your guys' own wagon um, about to say we paid some good money for that, right? Yeah, that, that's it's all still there. Uh, Ukma, when you uh, head outside, you you see three wagons all pulled by four horses each. Um, they're all what in happened? very very good what happened condition. To Nua? She's sleeping in the back of your wagon. Oh, okay. She just kind of wandered off because <laughs> <laughs> the DM forgot all about her. <laughs> where's uh, where, where's Fluffy? Fluffy. Which one was Fluffy? Fluffy's my displacer piece uh, kitten. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all... Because nobody specifically <laughs> said and to keep them safe, all of the pets are in the wagon. Okay. With with Nua. That's why Nua stayed behind. She was babysitting, there you go. She was babysitting the pets. Right? <laughs> She's actually like curled around them like a dragon would curl around eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yet it looks like Fluffy is, like, outside of that curl because, you know, Displacer Beast. <laughs> any, any, right. word on, any word on how long it'll take my green egg to hatch? Uh, I kind of got to figure out how to hatch the egg first. I do not like green eggs in the ham. I do not like them, Sam, I am. <laughs> well, I definitely don't want to throw it in a fire first. <laughs> yeah, um, you can roll a... Uh... Either a wisdom or an intelligence check. Since I'll go with you intelligence are... since I have a higher intelligence. Yeah, come okay. on, Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not entirely certain it's a it's a dragon egg. I'm pretty sure it's something else. I would be impressed uh... if it is a dragon egg though. <laughs> I hope it's not a green dragon. Ha! <laughs> that would be a five. <laughs> okay, well, you you may not know anybody specifically within Varesh that may know. You do kind of figure that being that it is such a large city, that there should be some sort of biologist or anthropologist that would know 
something about these different eggs and, and what they are and how to hatch them. Eh, fuck it, I'll ask Liz Ban. Oh, jeez. <laughs> of all the people you could ask. Oh, <laughs> well, as as we're walking to the carts, uh, Ferran grabs Quintel by the arm and says, a word a minute. Certainly. Take her off to the side a little bit, and he crosses his arms, looking at her, and says, you still haven't answered how you got here. <laughs> it was actually the most unbelievable of coincidences. I had found out about this place through this crazy little old man. Um, he was shorter than a halfling, but built similar to a dwarf. He had long white hair with like a, a bald top to his head. Um, I don't know. He called called himself something strange. It, it wasn't an actual name. What was it? Crux. Crado, Crado, Chrono, Chronicler, Chronicler, something like that. What the hell but is a Chronicler? That's what I said. But he bestowed upon me a bag of holding and a portable hole, and he said that if I concentrated hard enough, that I would be brought here if I inserted them into each other. Which is part of my plan, by the way, on how to find father. By inserting yourself into yourself? Oh, no, no. You insert a portable hole into a bag of holding, and it rips the dimensions, creating a gate to another dimension, or realm, if you will. Out of character, I love that the Chronicler's idea of getting somebody to another dimension is to have them divide by zero with a bag of holding. (laughs) (laughs) Error, error. Error, error. <laughs> Good morning, Captain. Um, I, I was very, very confused at first why he brought me here. I had no idea what my purpose was. And to be honest, joining the Drakmore house was more out of necessity than anything. I kind of get the impre- uh, the the feeling. Uh, I was on a quest in, in Faerun trying to gather information about Father wound up sidetracking to to help with a troll issue and ran into somebody what, what was her what was her name some some witch baba yaga hmm and she sounds powerful i don't think i've encountered a witch yet she transported us the 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 halfling and myself here literally right outside the door to the tavern that you guys were in and that's where we met the bard. Huh. That is that is actually a very intriguing prospect. It, it, perhaps that could be a plan B. What it sounds be? like she has the power to just transport us to wherever Father is. From what I understand from a, a wizard that we visited here, Baba Yaga is one of those eccentric... Wizards, kind of like the one that was friends with Father, you, you remember Corbin Harpel. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Quite the the crackpot he was. Yes, he was. Well, he was a Harpel. I mean, <laughs> name one of them that isn't. But uh, <laughs> the 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 thing is, is that uh, from what I understand, is that she shows up only when it's inconvenient. <laughs> well, that 
that sounds like the juxtaposition to the chronicler. He seems to show up when it is convenient. I've not met a chronicler, like outside of a librarian. Right. It's quite, quite interesting that somebody like that should exist, especially with that kind of information. But I, I'm very intrigued by this uh, half elf traveling with a troll. That that seems like a juxtaposition in its of, of itself. I haven't oh. yet begun to to dig into that one. As a matter well, of fact, the tells... only digging that happened was my swords into the troll and then his swords into my back. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of her little cronies there pile into one wagon, well, into their wagons, and they, they start to head off. And she says, if it's okay with you, I I would I would really enjoy riding with you all and, and kind of reconnecting with you and hearing their stories. Where, where they're from? What, what? Like this whole troll situation? I kind of that blows my mind. And this one over here, she points at the bard. He's talking about bodies and other realms. So I, I kind of want to know what his deal is. Uh, Just in case I have to kill any of them. It's complicated. You know what? Actually, I'll agree with my sister on this, Billy. I think it's about time we started to learn a little bit about you. I feel like you wouldn't <laughs> believe me if I told you. I have been traveled from one dimension to another in a house. Since <laughs> then, I've met a half-elf who fathered a dead troll. A halfling who is completely insane. A green-haired bard who hates puns been thrusted and thrown into so many different situations and scenarios including land sharks <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can handle whatever comes out of your mouth uh, how do I explain this so you know that tavern that we all met in yeah I woke up in that tavern about 40 minutes before y'all got there. <laughs> the wagon begins creaking slowly towards uh, Varesh as Billy opens his tail. So I'm listening. I woke up about 40 minutes before y'all got there. And, uh, well, I'm not from here. And I'm not a half-elf, either. Well, I mean, I am a half-elf, but I wasn't originally. Okay. <laughs> I... I'm from another world. So far, I'm not shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Except my world's probably different from all the worlds you guys seem to have come from. You see, the world I'm from... This shit's a game. Excuse me? Like, th this, this is fantasy in my world. This doesn't exist in my world. Doesn't exist. A game. What are you, what are you talking about? Like, like, jacks? Jump rope? Tag? 
like humans are the only race there is and we play this kind of thing for fun Ron looks at Quintel (laughs) she she looks kind of mortified I was about to say the twins share one of those looks that twins get (laughs) see I told you you wouldn't believe me Okay, well, explain something to me, Mr. I'm-not-a-half-elf, but I'm a half-elf from a world where half-elves don't even exist. How... How is this a game? And even more so, if it is a game to you, and obviously not to us, why would you put yourself in peril and harm's way by playing this game? I didn't. <laughs> I was brought here against my will. Transdimensionally Trans- raped? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily put it that way. It was more of a punishment, but. Okay, now you have my attention. <laughs> Anything that deals with your punishment, I want to hear. <laughs> Jeez. I was sent here and put into the body I currently possess because I was kind of a dick. No. And I guess my challenge is that in this life, I'm supposed to do better. Billy does air quotes with that last comment. (laughs) I made the fires better. Mm-hmm. And how exactly are you supposed to make things, and, and Ferran mockingly gives the air quotes, better? Fuck if I know. They didn't tell me that much. does explain your proclivities for profanity. I, I'll give it that much. <clears throat> All right, well, it's it's definitely a strange tale, but not the strangest now- thing I've heard. Now, do you understand why I want to get the stones? No. Honestly, I don't. Because if that is connected to all realities, maybe it's connected to mine, too. But is that really making things better, just trying to get yourself back to your reality? I just want to go home. Don't you think we all want to go? I'm pretty sure even Ukma is not from this realm. Actually, are you? Uh, born and raised here. Uh, okay, finally, one that's actually from here. <laughs> we, have, we have a native. <laughs> Quintel is just staring at the troll. <laughs> I, you know what, Billy? We'll, we'll touch on this later. I'm, I, I haven't seen my sister in a while, and I know she, I can see in her face she's chomping at the bit to... Ask Ukma and and smash some questions. So <laughs> she just kind of points a hand at the troll, points a hand at Ukma, troll Ukma, troll, and she's just going, ah, 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 how, what? <laughs> smash Ukma, daughter. Uh huh. Many year ago, Ukma sent out by 
Lord Palpatine? <laughs> Para... Palpa... Whatever. Coming again? Ukma <laughs> find trolls in forest. Group that Ukma with fought trolls. Ukma take this troll by self. But felt sorry. Ukma know it was young troll. So Ukma capture and Ukma know troll language. Ukma talk to troll, befriend troll, adopted troll. Well, well I guess that was a bit easier than I was expect expecting it to be. Name troll Smash. Smash protect Ukma. Ukma protect Smash. But, and, but why does she talk like that? Pirate friends. Oh. Oh, man. Actually, it does raise a question that I have. The Back troll learned the Queen's English <laughs> yeah. from pirates. Queen have nothing to do with Smash. No, 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 no. not that Queen. What other Queen? Ah. <laughs> uh, Forgot you guys wouldn't get those references. <laughs> um, Never mind. Before Ooh, I wound up in the lost realm, Smash, I, I have a question for you. Before I wound up in the lost realm here, back back in my home reality, I was on a quest to help out a, a, a lumberjack community who was missing lumberjacks, and it was because of a 14-foot-tall troll. Who referred to himself as Smash. Relation? Um, it's entirely possible. I mean, Smash is actually a very common female troll name. This was a male. Are you sure? I lit his nuts on fire. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> well, then I would have to say his parents quite hated him. Then I did them a favor. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> oh, this sounds. This sounds like quite a ragtag group you have here, Faron. Quintel says to you. Oh, these aren't mine. As uh, <laughs> as as everybody is sort of like talking amongst themselves and getting to know everybody, Billy is kind of sitting in his corner of the cart playing. Uh, Run around by Blues Traveler on the Hurdy Gurdy. Oh God! As he as he plays that, Ukma points over to Billy and whispers something to Smash. Okay. Right. He whispers, "Smash, you like fancy man?" <laughs> well, I suppose he is a little attractive for a half elf. You want fancy man? Well, I never really considered it, but I suppose it is about time for me to settle down. He playing pretty music. He does play that terrible music very well. <laughs> never thought I, I would never never thought I'd hear run around described as beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy man. You marry Smash. Uh, Quintel, didn't Mother ordain you under the, 
didn't uh, didn't mother ordain you as a uh, as a priestess of the Druid Sisterhood? You could actually proceed over their their union. That'll be a hard pass. Excellent. It decided then. Uh, no, uh, hard pass means no. <laughs> Quintel kind of laughs and stands Man, up. Stop. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today in this wagon. <laughs> Ferran reaches over the side of the wagon and grabs two sunflower stems and quickly starts fashioning rings. Ukma's <laughs> <laughs> so happy. <laughs> and that was the time Billy almost married a troll. <laughs> Bill, Billy shouts, "Fuck this shit! I'm out!" and John jumps off the cart. At, at this point, at this point, uh, 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 the Dragonborn Numa Nua wakes up. It's <laughs> like wedding. Let's get drunk. <laughs> right. No, no, no wedding. I said, let's get drunk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Reception! <laughs> so, the wagon carries on, and for the sake of, of argument and things of that nature, um, it, it takes the four days to get back, but along the way, there's you've just kind of gotten to know each other along the way. There's been no hard encounters to speak of a few minor vermin here and there you guys squanch easily um and you make it back to the bustling city of varesh and the wagons pull up in front of the busty gull which is the tavern that uh quentel spoke of where the drakmore house um, lives down in the basement and she kind of stops for a second and says well i I suppose I should have been a little earnest a bit before. I'm I'm in a bit of a situation. What kind of situation? Brian is leaning against the wall with his arms folded like, yep, here comes. Well, as I said, the queen pretty much wiped out everything that we had going for us. And unfortunately... It's hard for assassins to get work in a place where nobody needs assassins. Um, and as such, we're about to lose our headquarters down below if we can't come up with the necessary funding to pay the tavern keeper. And how much funding does this require? Um, well, we're a month past due, and this month is about to come due, and um, that's in the realm of 700 gold. Yeah, sure, let me check my bank account. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the good news is there's no shortage of odd jobs that we could do to try and raise the money. Odd jobs is how I wound up in this shithole. (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure Odd Jobs describes everything we've done so far. <laughs> well, uh, we still have it at least a week. So let us go in, have some drinks, and and just kind of discuss and figure out what our next move will be. Fair enough. Let's go in, have a drink. 
And you can tell me how you guys wound up 700 gold in the hole. No, she kind of just did. Like, all of her people got murdered by the demon queen. <laughs> no, I got that much. But again, a place where assassins are not necessary. Trying to run an assassin's guild. <laughs> right. Well, now sounds, they're now they're more like, of a bounty hunter guild. Sounds like poor planning to me. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. sounds like it's a time for a change of occupation. Exactly. Well, if... She says, if we could free father, then I wouldn't have to worry about it. Hmm. But she goes in. All of her little minions follow. Um, what, is, what is Ukma and Smash doing? Um, Ukma and Smash are going to basically bid everybody farewell. Because there is no way that Smash is going to fit into this place. And we need to find some lodgings for Smash. So... Ukma, bid you all farewell. Smash and I need fine room. Or forest. Whichever. <laughs> I'm quite sure that our paths will cross again. I have no doubts about it. It was a pleasure to meet you, Billy, Faerun, Quenta. Again, sorry about the swords to the chest. Oh, yeah, those wounds have... Long since healed. Seem to put a damper on our first encounter. <laughs> and with that, Ukman and Smash kind of wander off into the sunset. Yep. Hillman stumbles inside and following Quintel. Where they'll all see each other again in Chronicles of the Lost Realm, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> the quest for, for more, more money. money. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Quintal heads in and, uh, Hillman goes to sit down. She orders up a round of drinks from everybody. The, the bartender kind of says, uh, looks at everyone. Well, everyone that went in rather. Ah, well, Quintel, have you found a way to make the money yet? No, no not yet, but it, I promise you, I will have the money this month. I hate to kick you out, lass, but unfortunately, without my rent, I have to work harder, and I have a family to feed. Seven Ferran sons and twelve daughters, remind you. Ferran walks forward, introduces ah. himself to the, to the man. Welcome to the Busty Gull, sir. What can I get for you? Ah, uh, well, first off, I could definitely use a drink after today. I haven't seen my sister in months, and to discover that she's under hard times, I'd oh. like to, I'd like to uh, try to broker something with you on extending a little more time. Well, being that it's a family reunion, I'll make the drinks on the house this time around. Um, appreciate that. And then... Um, Go ahead and roll a persuasion check to um, attempt to persuade him to grant you a little more time. Uh, before I do that, because first off, I got to pull up the uh, RPG MRPG anyway. Um, okay. While I'm pulling that up, um, I'd like to do it with advantage as I place a sack down on the counter as I'm speaking. Also, you're inspired. 
Oh, and I'm inspired. Have that one D eight. <laughs> nice. Enjoy that, that one D eight. That tasty one D eight. <laughs> inspired. All right. So, <laughs> problem is, I gotta pull up my uh, PDF again. I love again. that video. Let's see. Here. Have, you guys, have you guys seen the crap guy to D and D bard? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is my persuasion? It was my persuasion is plus three or plus four. I'm, I'm waiting for it to pull up. I actually don't remember. I don't have an updated character sheet. Um, don't, don't worry, Ferran. If you fail, even with the inspiration, I have a plus 11 persuasion, so I think I can intervene. <laughs> it's, it's, right. it's, pull Jeez. it up. Give me a second here. Uh, persuasion is a plus three. All right. Okay. So here we go with the roll. Oh. 22. Nice. Wow. So you didn't even need that D8. Nope. Um, he kind of... Anyway. <laughs> he kind of stares at the, the little satchel and slides it off the bar. I'll count that later, but I think I could probably give you another two weeks. Oh, I'm sure you can give a little more time than that, but I'm also hey, hey, offering... Hey. I'm also offering, besides that 100 gold... Services that may be needed. In how about for, how in, about a month and a half? <laughs> Jeez. So he kind of scratches his beard a little bit, and you know, I could use a little extra help around here. I, I've been getting a lot of a lot of crazy requests for people needing help with random questing here and there, and. Well, I like the cut of both of your jibs. So, yeah, I think I can do a month and a half. All right, the 100 gold. We uh, And then we start performing some of these quests for you to help pay off this debt. Is All right. A, is that a fair bargain? He spits in his hand and holds it out to you. That sounds like a fair deal. Go ahead, Billy. Shake his hand. <laughs> <laughs> now, for, for on... Grafts him by, grafts him by the kinda, forearm. <laughs> the yeah, forearm. Billy's kind of trying to figure out like wh- how to put his hand in without touching the spit. <laughs> <laughs> you see all the floating math equations and stuff, and he's trying to figure it out. <laughs> then Ferran turns to Quintel. Does that work for you and your guild? I believe that would be more than enough time. I think um, they should get. I think they should get started on some of these quests to help knock down your debt. Billy, as you are standing there doing your math calculations, staring at his at his spit-covered hand. Ev- <laughs> um, ev- eventually, uh, Billy just goes in, grabs the hand, and, and does the shake. But he's got the the. Um, Excalibur face from Soul Eater on the whole time. <laughs> so uh. he firmly shakes, and um, the patron that was sitting not super close at the bar, but a few chairs down, kind of gets up, begins stumbling out. He kind of puts a shoulder up or his hand up on Billy's shoulder. You, sir, are a fine lad. I 
I don't feel so good. You can see the color from his face is kind of gone, but what really stands out is that the veins in his face are kind of black. Like, they're a very blackened color, and his eyes are are bloodshot, but not the veins. It, it's like his eyes have almost popped, like blood is actually pouring into his eyes. Um, he kind of looks at you. Uh, I really don't feel good at all. And as he's talking to you, he, <laughs> he kind of uh, spits a little bit of blood and mucus on you. Guys, we have a problem. Ferran turns around and notices this guy. Sirs, are are you well? No. Uh, I... Boom, and he hits the floor. Cracks his head open. Blood starts kind of pouring out onto the floor. I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it this time. You know what? In college, I've had those days. Oh Jesus! Um, so clean up aisle four. Are, <laughs> as you guys are staring at this dude bleeding out from across the room, a figure stands up. He's he's wearing um, like leather pants with a long black overcoat and a, a very wide brimmed hat. Um, and as he turns around, the most striking feature is becomes apparent. He's wearing a mask that completely covers his face. You can't tell what race he is or anything. And the mask itself is elongated and looks like a, a large raven's beak of sorts. And he kind of walks over and through a, a muffled voice squats down looking at the, the man bleeding out and, and through a slightly muffled but very audible voice you can hear him begin to speak. My, my, my. What have we here? I can only just imagine. And I reach into my coat and pull out a little vial and I open it up and I open the man's mouth and just starts pouring it in. Whoa, what are you <laughs> doing? Yo, hey, whoa! Sir! This is my patient. You need to back right off. I will be right near you in a second. Patient? I'm going to continue with my work. Roll a... Uh, B- Billy, just, Billy just kind of tilts his head staring at the at the the man who walked up and goes, Plague doctor? <laughs> what is a plague doctor? It's a thing from... 18. My world, but like way in the past. Another one of your games? No, 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 no. This, this was actual history in my world, but like, uh, d- d- we had this really bad disease that we we know only as the Black Plague that killed a lot of people way back like thousands of years before I was born <laughs> and the, the the doctors at the time would wear these really big ass bird masks just like this guy <laughs> why this black 
plague you speak of really intrigues me, but I must ask for silence. I am at work. (laughs) (laughs) So you roll the 18 and pour your your opium whatever mixture into his mouth. Yep. Um, And he actually rolled a 9 in MRPG there. Um, The body begins to convulse as foam kind of pours out of his mouth. He, his hands get all claw-shaped and tightened up, and then the body just goes completely still mm-hmm. and doesn't move anymore. I don't think that worked, Doctor. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> Must have been too far gone. Is that his name, Jim? That's a reference. You wouldn't get it. I get it. I stand up. Seems illogical. Brush my hands. Take my cane and measure him. What okay. You, but, 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 haven't you done enough? Leave him alone. The man needs to be measured for a coffin. I was too late. Unless you happen to be a necromancer and wish to bring him back. But, uh, bro, I'm pretty sure you killed him. <laughs> I far be it for me to ever agree with the bard, but in this case, yeah, from what I've seen, you killed him. He was actually Medicine pretty. Medicine works very well, thank you. He was actually pretty was stable, so you fall. gave him whatever he was the fuck that was. <laughs> it was pretty stable. Uh, Billy, I need you to roll a Constitution save. Constitution save. Oh fuck! He coughed on me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not a good sound. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So you realize... Not today, that, Plague. Right? You realizing that this dude coughed on you and obviously had something going on. Quickly wipe off the liquids before... Yeah, where's the URL? <laughs> before anything could happen. And amidst all of this chaos, the door suddenly bursts open. And you all get a whiff of a semi-familiar smell, except uh, the plague doctor who's wearing a mask. He can't smell anything but his flowers and herbs. But but definitely, definitely Billy and Faerun, you recognize the the, the smell instantly because you just dealt with it a little while ago. You smell goblin. Swords instantly out as I turn towards the open door. Uh, <laughs> these little bastards. <laughs> My character is going to r- walk up to Billy, uh, grab him by the arm, look, roll up his sleeves, look at it, look at his skin, and just give him a look over. <laughs> just, just so, really, just so the doctor is pretty off, much like just inspecting no, him. No, nope, I'm gonna Billy, inspect you. Billy rips his arm away from the doctor, back, takes a step back, and does like the, the kung fu ninja hand wavy thing. No touchy. <laughs> I am just checking no touchy. you. <laughs> I am just checking you to see if the disease has spread. No touchy. <laughs> I still must insist. 
Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I, will, I pull out another vial. At least take some of this. It will help ward off the plague. Yeah, it works so well for the other guy, Ferran says over his shoulder as he's watching the door and the goblins. I am not drinking that. Actually, you know what? I got a better idea. Billy grabs the file from the doctor and throws it at the first goblin coming through the door. Speak <laughs> for the mouth. All right, roll a uh, just a dexterity check. No proficiency. Oh, what is that? Is that a? Oh, that's a. I was about to put a five there. I would have been critically underselling myself. <laughs> oh, 27. Jesus. So the vial immediately shatters on the chest, the barrel barrel chest of the first goblin that walked through the door. And he kind of looks down at it. And now that everybody's facing the same direction, walking in first is a two-and-a-half-foot-tall goblin. He's got a very large, rotund belly, a fur cloak, and very, very, very fine silken clothing on. And surround not surrounding, but kind of beside and behind him, are not as well-dressed, but obviously well-equipped regular goblins that are quite muscular for goblins. And this initial goblin, the one in the front, kind of looks down at this vial that just exploded all over him. He slowly looks back up and pulls the, what appears to be, for, for simplicity's sake, it's a cigar, but it's made out of parchment and pipe tobacco. He kind of pulls it out of his mouth. Well, Billy... You stupid wank. I knew I'd catch up with you eventually. You owe me a lot of money, you stupid bard. And that wraps it up for our bonus session of Chronicles of the Lost Realm. (laughs) The bonus session ends with Billy saying, What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) As all good ones should. So, so I was aiming for his head, by the way. <laughs> so essentially, what we've we've kind of covered um, a few of the bases to kind of wrap up season one. Um, in in the meantime of all of this, um, just for the listener's sake, there there'll be a little bit of um, kind of background talking where we're going to hash out some details to set us up a little bit better for season two that we don't want to bore you with the details. So this this is all kind of stuff that'll happen in the middle. But as uh, uh, Chris had alluded to, we will be starting up um, a little, I definitely don't want to call it a filler because this is something you all are definitely going to want to hear. There's a great show coming um, called the Four Corners of Hell, we in which do. we will bridge what's happening now to season two and really set us up nice. Um, so definitely, you want to you want to keep an ear out for that. Um, but let's go around the horn, uh, Chris. Where can we find more of your lovely voice? 
Well, of course, you can find me anywhere at Realm of the Mist Entertainment is heard, whether uh, here on YouTube or any quality podcasts like iTunes, Anchor. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, check out all the other cool stuff. And, of course, right here at the Lost Realm, which, speaking of Four Corners of Hell, uh, just real quick, let me let you guys know, I am not an experienced DM. And what I'm going to be doing with uh, the Four Corners of Hell, although uh, Ray has stated that it shall be canon in the uh, Lost Realm storyline. It is very homebrewed. So if you're listening and you're looking for pure D&D rules, this is probably not going to be the the spin-off you want to listen to. But uh, <laughs> but it did the purpose is to, uh, story for the sake of story and uh just a little a little diversion before we jump into season 2. So right on, right bear, on. Bear with me, guys. I hope I give you a good one. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be great, and I get to play a character this time, so you all get to hear my lovely voice. <laughs> uh, continuing on around our round table here, Billy, where uh, Keith, where can we find some more of your action? Of course, you can always find me on the Chronicles of the Lost Realm. I'm a regular playing Billy, obviously. Hey, awesome. And uh, you can catch me every other Friday on Press A Gaming Podcast. I'm the host. You know what? Tonight, tonight, I've learned one thing about Billy that I, I never thought I would I would ha- uh, say. You're fucking Cusco from fucking Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> like almost Kinda, yeah. every every comment that comes out of your mouth, I'm hearing David Spade's voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick. It is David Spade. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit, they're on to me. (laughs) All right, and uh, last but certainly not least, Scott, where can we get some more of you? Well, I will be right here with you guys on the Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Heck yeah. Sounds fantastic. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for uh, bearing with us and and kind of filling in the hole, the plot holes that were kind of left behind with this bonus episode. And make sure you check out um, our lovely little Four Corners of Hell. It will be a great, great show, I'm sure. Um, I am the Chronicler. You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram under Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Just send me a message. I'll be sure to respond. Thank you all and have a wonderful night. Good night, guys.